Hello and welcome to In Person with Paul on Crime Time FM. I'm Paul Burke and I write about crime fiction. And of course, here's where I interview authors about their latest novels. My guest today is Simon Stevenson, a former NHS doctor turned screenwriter and now a novelist. Sometimes People Die is as much a sort of account of life as a junior doctor, an homage to the wonderful people who work in the NHS, as it is a thriller. And it definitely succeeds on both levels. Sometimes people die, and not all the deaths can be explained by illness or the inevitable decline in health that comes with age. But is there a serial killer on the loose? If you want to murder someone, what better place to disguise the crime than a hospital? You have to admit it's a truly intriguing premise. But I was also intrigued by the author himself, a Scottish doctor who went to America and started a whole new career as a screenwriter. So I certainly want to ask him about that. Hello and welcome to Crime Time FM, Simon. Hi, delighted to be on Crime Time FM. Thank you for having me. No, pleasure to have you. Um, your novel, that's what we're going to talk about, of course, a shorthand, a medical thriller, Sometimes People Die. It was released in September, I think the 1st of September over here. Uh, but let's start with something that, that fills in the background that goes towards the novel as well, actually. I think you're from Edinburgh, aren't you? I, I am, it, it, exactly. I'm, I'm from Edinburgh originally, and then uh, I, I went to study medicine in Glasgow, which is, right. you, you know, as, as you know, Edinburgh and Glasgow are kind of deep rivals, and you're not supposed to do that. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've never done things exactly the normal way. <laughs> So, how long were you a doctor? Oh, I mean, I, I was a doctor for years. Right. Um, so, 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 I worked. Uh, I mean, I trained in Scotland. I worked in Glasgow for a year. I had a funny sort of split career where 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 I left medicine to write my great book of literary short stories when I was twenty three. Um, thank goodness nobody wanted my great book. Of <laughs> the one that's still in the stories. top drawers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, if anyone had published them, I don't think we'd be sitting here today. Um, but uh, so, 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 and I, I basically I went back and forth between medicine and writing. I, I always loved them both. And um, right. I think the truth is, though, that you, you know, there's a few people in the world who are um, talented enough and frankly good enough at time management. That they they can do them both at the same time. Uh, I'm not one of those yeah. people, unfortunately. It always amazes um, me. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, it, it's mind blowing, you know. And so so yeah, alas, that's not me. But um, I guess the place I worked the longest in medicine was London. So, so I moved to London and I worked in, you know, as 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 a junior doctor, you kind of work in, you know, you move hospitals every six months. Right, so yeah, I think right. I've worked in just about every hospital in All London, and. Uh, yeah, and and I mostly worked in what's now called well, well it's called general medicine, really. Mm. So, so, so it's it's all the hospital stuff that doesn't need an operation is the is is the shorthand. And then I also did pediatrics um, after that. But but the book kind of draws more on my experience of um, general medicine. Yeah, it does. It does, and we'll certainly get onto that. What was it then that changed your mind about being a doctor, or, or is it as simple as? Yeah, no. So, so, so I'm. I think I'm one of those people who it's a little bit unusual because because I know you. There's a lot of former doctors that are like, oh, thank God, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I loved it, and and, and right. I miss it every day. Like, like, right. like, quite genuinely, it's it's you know, it's the best job in the world. Um, uh, unless you're you know, in your heart, you you know, have some other thing that that, yeah, that you right, slightly prefer, right. and 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 for me, that was writing. And so, um, I mean, it goes back to was choosing what to study at university it was you know it was either medicine or english which is quite a sort of you know i i guess not the common <laughs> yeah it is not, because not, people are pushed you know it's either the science route or it's the arts route 
you know, with your yeah. A levels and that. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I, my uncle, you know, I, I've got an uncle I'm close to, and you know, he, you know, he told me I should. I should go and do medicine because you know English was essentially reading books and 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 I could read books on my own time, and you know right. it's only now that you know I actually think it through that well well he, he did English at university you know so he he got to go and have that have that great time but 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 he he, he made me do medicine but no no so, 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 so I always loved it but funnily enough I mean I'd always loved reading but I only really started writing actually in my first year at medical school and and I think it was this feeling that. Like that science bit of my brain was just, mm. you, you know, being used and overloaded. But this other part of my brain, I could, I could kind of feel it atrophying, right? So, 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 so I kind of started yeah. writing in medical school, and I kind of did it in a sort of um, a quite competitive person, really. And, right. and so my, um, basically, I just entered every competition I could find, and 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 that was my was my training ground was entering every short story competition, every travel work, just anything, and it was great because they all had. You know, they all had word limits, which is which mm. is a really great way to learn. Um, you know, I always say that learning writing is actually mostly just learning editing. And uh, so, 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 yeah, so, 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 yeah. So, so medical school, weirdly, was actually where I where, where I started writing. Yeah. So it was sort of like a hinterland because it took you away from the science, the medicine. Yeah, it, it was like an escape, and it was funny because I was always adamant I would never write about medicine for, for that exact reason. But oh, it right. was separate, and it was different, and it was. Yeah. And it's only now, like you know, twenty years later, that I'm kind of that you actually um, are getting back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of like, wow, this is the most fascinating thing in the world. Of course, I should write about it. Why would I write about anything else ever? You know. So, what was it like when you were there? When you actually were a doctor? I mean, you can imagine now what it's like in the health service, and after COVID, I'm sure every health service yeah. in the world has these problems. Yeah. I just wonder what it was like then when you were a doctor. This is really interesting. And I think that, you know, I would say that when I was there, which was, you know, I left in 2012, right. um, things were, you know, probably almost at breaking point in terms of people were working as hard as they possibly could. There was, you know, as little resource as there could possibly be. But but the system worked, right? It, mm. it, it, it just worked. But I would say there wasn't any slack whatsoever in the system. So like, you know, if a colleague went off sick, you know, the rest of you just had to cover it. It wasn't yeah. like there was, you know, lots of, um, but now, you know, I'm obviously a lot of my great friends are still in medicine and nursing mm. and so on. And like the, 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 my WhatsApp is just full of, you know, horror stories of kind of like how, how short staffed they are and you know rotors where there's supposed to be you know 10 people on a rotor and there's five and it's just mm. it's just not su su sustainable you know you, you, you know so um i definitely um it's interesting that there's kind of geographical variation like working in london was quite was quite an eye opener because one of the ways hospitals are funded is through the census right so so so, right, so they work yeah. out how many people live in a certain geographic mm. area and then they fund the local hospital to, to, to that uh that number and of course that works if you live in you know somewhere where everybody fills in the census mm. but if you live in you know you know East London or North London, where there's, you know, people have very good reason for, 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 for not filling yeah, yeah, in the census, yeah. then, then the hospitals can, can be kind of dramatically underfunded. Yeah. I just, I did wonder actually whether you saw the writing on the wall in a sense when you went. So you changed career, mm -hmm. quite a change of career, quite a change of location yeah. as well, for where so, you yeah. are now, we should tell people that's LA. Um, I mean, what took you to LA? Was yeah. So, so, so again, yeah, yeah, this is funny. And, and it's all, it's all sort of, sort of intimately tied in. So, um, I wrote a memoir. I, I lost my brother in the Indian Ocean tsunami in 2004. Right. And I wrote a memoir about that that came out in 
2011 and 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 it did quite well you, you, you know it, it won a small prize and you know right. got some nice reviews and of course i thought well finally here i am i'm i'm established as a writer and Amazing. you know I, I quit i quit yeah and i quit my job you know for you know another six months to to write my great novel right and i just couldn't do it like 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 it just wouldn't come i started you know several and none of them really took and i was you know kind of getting in this you know downward spiral um and I'd, I'd done a bit of screenwriting in the past and a good friend sort of took me aside and said, look, you, you know, this novel thing isn't really happening right now. Why, why don't you go back to that? And so I'd been working in pediatrics and I hadn't really been enjoying it at all. Right. And so I wrote a screenplay about a depressed doctor, a depressed pediatrician who right. hated his job and desperately needed a change. And uh, I don't know where I got that idea from. It just popped into my head like, <laughs> like, 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 like some kind of creative magic. And strangely, so, so you know, I had an agent at the time in London, and she shared it with some people in London, and you know, everyone kind of liked it. But it was I set in America, and you know, no one kind of knew what to do with it. And I was actually coming out to a friend's wedding in Portland, and Oregon. Right. And that agent said, "Look, why don't why don't you stop off in Los Angeles? I can set up like a couple of meetings for you. No one's going to want to buy your script, but you know, maybe it'll be fun for you to just see what's happening out there and you know, you know, yeah, a little um, lay of the land." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then somehow between getting on that flight and getting off that flight, my life literally changed, you know, in in, in right. those 12 hours. So 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 what happened is the um the real power in Hollywood is the assistants, right? Because they're the only people that actually read uh, the access. <laughs> so, so what happened was someone's assistant had read my script and they have these like secret closed forums where, where they all discuss what scripts they've been reading. And right. some, someone posted on there that they, that they liked it. And, you know, I guess they shared it around and yeah, by the time I got off the plane, I had all these, you know, emails asking for, for, for for meetings and my um Brilliant. my literally yeah my, my very first meeting was with these people from pixar and you, you know as we sat down they said okay look, one question before we start and you know if you answer no it's fine but you know it's probably not much point in us talking much more right, but right. could you ever move to san francisco and write a film for us and of course i was like yes please me take me let's go now yeah um, I'll, so i'll phone somebody and get my bags that sent on Exactly. Exactly. You know, and in truth, like you know, I, in London, I've been, I've been in a long relationship that had ended. I was living right. in my friend's spare room. So I sort of my job. really natural. It was, conclusion. yeah, yeah. There, there, there really wasn't much kind of, you know, keep, keep, mm. keeping me there. And, um, but of course, I didn't plan to. You know, I've been here for about ten years, and of course, you know, I, I didn't plan that. But you know, I met someone, and you know, blah 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 blah, and, and here we, here we still are. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Tell us a little bit about your screenwriting experience then, some of the projects you've been working on and that. I think it's yeah, handy yeah. to know, you know, where people come from because I don't think nothing's written in isolation. You know, it's all about the things you do, isn't it, that come through in your work? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, I, I've kind of been at that for, for, for a really long time. Like, like, you know, I started, you know, entering screenwriting competitions, you know, when I was – probably 19 and i'm mm. 44 now so you know that's that's 25 years right. um and it's, it's 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 probably only been you know what 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 well the last 10 years or so has been you know it's been kind of my main living um and i mainly work in film rather than tv and as right. your listeners probably know film has this just kind of extraordinary long 
gestation period. That um, the, the, the the famous example that I like to give is in my in my first week out here, I met um, the people that wrote the movie Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah, and uh, you, you remember that with Matthew McConaughey? I do remember um, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so great movie, nominated for Oscars, all of that stuff. It took twenty five years for that film to get made, and, and 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 I sort of said, oh, yeah, naively said, well, well, well I bet you know the script was really good after you'd been working on it for twenty five years. And so no, we hadn't been working on it for twenty five years. It was a script we wrote twenty five years ago that got made. It just you know kept falling apart and and and, and coming to get time, yeah. coming together and, and 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 all of that. So, um, film is. Uh, it's it, it it it's very interesting. Um, it's kind of at, at, at it, it's it's classically considered a director's medium, right? Television's a writer's medium. Yes. Uh, f- 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 films a director's medium, and and as a writer, you know that can either mean that you know you have a you know a wonderful collaborative relationship with the director, and and you know I've got a few of those, and and, and those are great. Um, but it can also mean that. You know, so, 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 sometimes it's 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 not a great experience. You, mm. you know, um, so um, I, I I've definitely had you know both at both ends of that spectrum. I think um you know I worked at Pixar for for a couple of years and um you know at that level with those films and you know I did a bit on Paddington Two say um uh like a lot of those the particularly the really big studio films not 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 so much Paddington that's the guy Paul King's thing he's really the yeah yeah um, the, the, the 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 genius behind those films but um like when you I, I think I'd always had this you know idea that like you know it would be really fun to work on these big blockbuster movies and and and, and you know and I, you know you know I I've, I've done it on 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 a couple and it's just it's not really a fun job like like, like yeah. sure it's it's lovely to get paid but but like as as a screenwriter, you're really just there as a technician. And I, yeah. uh, my previous novel, you want something that you're more central to the whole cog. Yeah, whole yeah, wheel. yeah. And, and it is like, like my previous novel was a believe it or not, it was a sci-fi comedy about an android screenwriter. Yeah, we'll, we'll and, get and, to that. Great, great. Yeah. So, so, so in the um, in, in 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 that movie, he kind of works out the algorithm for making a film in Hollywood. Yeah, right. And, you know, both boxes are like there's a box that says you know. Is is everything going as well as it possibly can with the movie? And then there's a you know a yes and a no, and they both lead to a box which says, "Have you considered firing the writer?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just that's just you know that's that's what they do. That's that 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 that's the nature of that job. So it does it, um, it winds up messy though. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not expert, but I think you can tell as a as a viewer. You know, sometimes films are put together by committee. And yeah. Oh, oh. It and, almost feels uh, that way, yeah. you know, when somebody's come in to correct the script and correct the corrections and the corrections and correct the corrections of yeah. the corrections of the yeah. corrections, and you wind up yeah. with something that's still equally messy. Oh, oh, oh! Absolutely, and and you know, you're you're, you're completely right, and you know, I sort of sometimes think of it like football managers. You, you, right. you know, it's it's rarely the right yeah. thing to fire the football manager, but yeah, you, you know, it's the if, only if, thing if they can think of doing. It's the same sort of syndrome. It, it, Exactly, because if 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 they don't fire them, they're going to get fired, right? Yeah, so, 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 like if you're a studio executive or, or a chairman of the board, like that's what you do is is is, is you just you you, you you just fire the writer. And I think you know it took me a while to kind of you know understand that, but 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 now I mean obviously I knew it sort of intellectually, but but I, th- I think when you start to think of your job as as a screenwriter. So, 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 certainly out here it's a bit different in Britain but so, so, certainly yeah. on big American movies 
you have to think of it as you know you're a technician that, that, yeah. that that's being employed to do it yeah so it's almost um, like take the money move on get exactly. something you'd enjoy more it, that, 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 that's exactly right. And, and I think what's, what's really helped me is, and, and this was actually why I, I, I made the switch to writing mm-hmm. novels. I mean, I'd always, you know, considered myself, you know, kind of a novelist in waiting, but, um, you know, hadn't, hadn't come up with the goose, as I said, I'd, I'd tried a lot of times. Um, and it was only, you, you, you know, with the previous book, which, you know, I was probably 41 when, 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 when right, it was published, yeah, yeah. that, that I, I, I really felt like, you, you know, this is, I, 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 I do this now um and i think that um what's great about that is with a novel like it's yours right like so 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 so, so, so the publishers and the agents you, you know sometimes give you input that, that they have ideas and you know but you can kind of take or leave them um yeah, uh, and, and, and so yeah yeah and, and and that also means this brilliant thing that like when it comes to film so like for instance the um the, the film of the last book we, we have Edgar Wright is, is, is attached to the director and obviously he's you know great he's you know one of the great filmmakers of our time mm. and there's this brilliant thing that happens though where like you know I feel like you know my my novel is done it's out in the world that always yeah. exists and you know and, and and the movie is his and I'm you know super happy to be you know I, I wrote the screenplay yeah. but you know I'm super happy to just you know be his technician and and, and yes. kind of shit, 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 shape it to what he wants because you know my, my, my thing is done so um yeah, I definitely think of. In um, other words, the film can never come back on the novel. Just at one point on on the memoir you wrote about your brother and the tsunami, which is a, I mean, we can see now sometimes how scarred that leaves people. Yeah. Was that a cathartic process for you, and also maybe a process of of helping you to straighten out your life in the sense that, or to get the direction you wanted in your life? It's it's. I mean, I mean, I mean it's it, it's such a good question. Um, I think you, you know on on the catharsis point. Um, it, you know, so, so so the tsunami happened in 2004 and the book came out in, in 2011. So, you know, there was definitely, you, you know, time itself is, is obviously cathartic, cathartic and is, is, a, is a healer. But nonetheless, I, with that book, I mean, I've really, you know, if, if you write about something, you obviously spend a lot of time thinking about it deeply. And yeah. so you know there's just there's no aspect of that thing that i don't know about you you, you know so so like when it happened i didn't even know you know i I've had a vague idea from you know primary school of what a tsunami might be yes, but, but right. like like i had no idea of so so kind of getting that sort of you know understanding of it all i, I, I think yeah, that I certainly helped yeah and then also like just getting those memories down because you know you know you 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 forget things and, and a lot of that mm. book is kind of memories of me growing up with my brother and you know people read it and you know tell me a bit that they like I'm like oh wow I, I, I totally forgot about that yeah that's so 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 so, so 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 it's great to have that record um in terms of you, you know writing versus medicine thing um it actually took me the other way so so, so, so when that book came out i was i i kind of left medicine again and i i was 20 seven at this point and, and I'd, right. I'd started to have a little bit of success writing writing television and i'd moved to london and i was like this this is it and then of course the tsunami happened and i just you know i felt like i didn't have anything to write you, you, mm. you know so so so, 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 so i went back to medicine and it was kind of only then over you know a period of years that like everything i tried to write 
ended up being about you know death or people's right. brothers right. dying or or, or or like you know even if it started yeah. out as you know like a romantic comedy it was always like oh and then the brother dies um <laughs> and so uh, yeah. um yeah. and 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 i kind of ended up writing that book it wasn't a book it was you know basically i i started just writing like almost like a diary or like some personal yeah, pieces of that memories and stuff and eventually it coalesced and i showed it to a couple of friends and they're like you should try 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 and do something with this and i think it was you know kind of a creative exorcism in some ways because it, you know that stuff just needed to come out somehow and and and, and that was it out and once it was out i could then you know, move on to write about depressed pediatricians or, or whatever else. Whatever else, yeah. Well, let's talk about something about whatever else. Um, I mean, we're still not with crime, and that's not a criticism, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you wrote your first novel, and that's Set My Heart to Five, and you've already told us yeah. a little bit about that. Um, so it's, a, it's about AI, um, yeah. and he, he's developing an emotional awakening, I suppose, is, is the term you'd use for it. Um, yeah. What's interesting about it, though, as well, is that also it's a kind of an homage to Hollywood, which I suppose, I mean, is that true? Is, is that right? Yeah, 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 uh, uh, absolutely. So, so, because so, he becomes uh, a screenwriter, I should explain to people that's that exactly. He, he, he wants to learn to feel, and mm. you know, his friend tells him, Well, old movies are a great way to get, to get you to feel, but of course, the joke is that, like, um, because there's been this great internet crash, we've lost everything that was made digitally. So yes. really the only thing that still exists is movies of which there were right. there were physical prints of, which is, you know, great movies from the eighties like, you know, Forrest Gump and, mm. and that's the nineties you get. But but you, you th 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 things like that. And, and and so that's sort of how he gets his 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 education and feeling um but I, I i wrote it kind of just after i'd been i'd been working at pixar and pixar really is like a sort of like a laboratory for emotion and film yeah, they're just right. you know obsessed yeah. with it and they spend mm. all their time talking about it and thinking about it and all this time talking about like you know structure and theory of film film and, and all the rest of it and and it kind of you, you know it, it it just seemed to fit in terms of there is essentially an algorithm for writing a certain kind of screenplay, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and 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 then you know, and 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 the fun is, you have to deviate enough from that algorithm that it's new and interesting. Yet it has to be, you know, ultimately satisfying, which usually yeah. involves some yeah, kind of return. It's a to funny the, thing we're all insisting on the original, but actually, when it comes to crime novels and that as well, there are certain rules, and if you don't follow yeah. the rules, you. I mean, for well, I suppose, I suppose one of the things, whether it's a screenplay or a novel, it's resolution. You know, yeah. it'd be nice to actually leave a story completely unresolved, but it's impossible to put a story completely unresolved in front of an audience because they won't buy it, they won't have it. Absolutely, and 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 I'm you know I'm a part of that audience as well. There's there's nothing yes, that right. irritates me more than, than than like reading a you you know beautifully crafted lyrical prize winning novel. And and you get to the end, and you say, well, wh where was the end? That yeah. the, 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 there wasn't an end. This is just just a snapshot. And also the the, the same in film. You know, you know, my girlfriend loves you know the kind of you know very artistic you, you know end right. of the spectrum. And you know, I can definitely appreciate them. But a lot of times, I'm like, well, well where was the ending? Is, isn't that a job? Right? Is, is, to, is, to, is to is to is to tell a story. So so yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of of, of, of endings. Yeah. The other thing, of course, I think in your work is also humour. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's it is it, it's funny. It's going to sound strange, but it's it's not this is uh, it's it's not necessarily intentional. And, and and I don't mean that like 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 I'm not aware of it, but like right, right. It, like 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 any time I've tried to write like you know 
something very serious, like 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 you know, a spec strip for for a thriller movie that I have an idea for or something. Right. Like people always say, well, why why is it filled with jokes? <laughs> like like why, 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 so you why, can't why help are there all yourself. these jokes in it? Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And I think that's you know, you know that's that's you know fine, and and it's actually great and, and lucky me because it means that you know I, I I can do that, and you know not everyone can necessarily do that, but it also does mean. That I've learned that there are things I can't do, mm, right? You know the the, the 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 kind of more straight, serious things, and yeah, yeah. But life is full of humour anyway, and of course, it comes into the novel we're going to talk about. Of course, sometimes people die because there's a lot of this gallows humour actually on the wards and that. I mean, there has to be. You can't just live with that and take the weight of it home every day of the week. So there's that, but it also lightens things for the reader too, and then. Sometimes that makes the punch that follows a lot harder too. Absolutely, and, and in truth, like it's genuinely one of the things I miss most about medicine is is the humour. Mm. That you know, I, th I think if you take a lot of smart people and fill them with coffee and put them in not necessarily perfect circumstances, as <laughs> as, as you say, there's there, 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 there's going to be jokes and humour. And um, uh, yeah, I think you know it's you know something of a cliche, but it's true that that is you know what gets you through it and that camaraderie. Like you know, I have I have lifelong friends that that that, that, that I've made in those fires, and right. you know, a big part of that is 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 the humour, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think it's time we started to talk about sometimes people die. Actually, um, you should be used to the elevator pitch. So tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, so so I, I am terrible at the elevator pitch, especially <laughs> for this one, um, because he, 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 here's the quandary with this one is, um, as as you say, you, you, the, the 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 obvious thing is you know it's a medical thriller, yes. except it kind of isn't, right? Like right. Like, like, like because I, I think medical thriller conjures up, as we said, the, the, like, like a very certain genre and, and a genre with very certain expectations. Um, and I've definitely had a few reviews of, you know, readers on Amazon or Goodreads or, or, or whatever. I mean, I'm supposed to say I don't read them, but of course I read them all religiously. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I, I've had a few say, well, you know, this just wasn't what I wanted. You, you, right. you know, I wanted a medical thriller and, and, and it didn't it it, it, it it didn't play like that. So so then I started saying, well, maybe I'll call it a literary medical thriller. But of course, that sounds so pretentious. Right. Like, right. like, like, like and it may even suggest it doesn't have an ending. Um, so, 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 um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know how to pitch it, but basically, it's a, it's the story of a uh, a, a youngish Scottish doctor who has plenty of troubles of his own. He's been an opioid addict in the past, and he gets a sort of second chance by getting a job at a you know failing hospital in London, and kind of you know it's the only hospital that will have him, and you know he's the only kind of person that, right. that would work at that hospital, um, and. The, the the medicine itself is, is is a huge education you know because hospitals so busy and so diverse so so, so so many different conditions um which you know i trained in scotland and it's true that like you you, you know diseases can be quite geographical yes absolutely. um and, and and so he in this hospital begins to suspect that or, or people begin to suspect that too many patients might be dying and again that's that itself is a challenge because, of course, people do die in hospitals. It's kind of a normal, right. a, a, a normal part of, of, of the process. And then, of course, the other thing is, hospitals pride themselves on secrecy. Mm. So, if, if 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 you think of a place where people die a lot and there's also a lot of secrets, then uh, it would be a good place to kill people if if, if that. Yeah, was absolutely. What you were, Perfect ground you know, for a serial killer. What, yeah. what you're uh, 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 absolutely. So it's kind of you know his investigation but he gets caught up in the police investigation 
and it's uh i guess it's also so you know i wanted to write about my time in medicine and, and yes, right you know i felt like i had this world i could portray realistically and of course um there's uh no shortage of, of medical memoirs and, and i wanted something a little bit different yeah um so uh i i, I think that's my my terrible uh, it's not really an elevator pitch it's more like a like a walking up the staircase very slowly for 10 minutes pitch isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get there we'll get there no i i, I can see why you hedge though in a sense hedge around the, the saying something straight out about a medical thriller let's deal with two issues the first one is the title itself sometimes yeah. people die one of the things about that title is it expresses a, a point that we all should know, which is actually sometimes inexplicably people die. It just happens. And you have to accept that sometimes you can't provide medical explanations necessarily, or you can't fully pin it down or something. So there's a kind of truth in that. Yeah. And, and I think um, me medically, but also just like, like cosmically, right. In, mm. in, in terms of, you know, even when you have a medical explanation, like, Oh, it was a brain hemorrhage or it was a, you know, a sudden, you know, heart arrhythmia yeah, or right. something, yeah. you know, as, as, as humans, we look for meaning mm. and, you know, endings to stories that make sense. And I think, you know, working in medicine, like certainly one of the things you quickly understand is, you know, sometimes things don't just make sense that, you mm. know, people die who, who shouldn't die. Like, 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 I don't mean, you know, they shouldn't die because they're well. I just mean that, like, you know, it's not fair that this, you know. No, absolutely. Why do some people get cancer so young? Why does one person uh, have the yeah. same condition as somebody else at the same age and survive? One person doesn't. Yeah. All those kind of questions. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Of course. In the relation to the novel, of course, it has to be different because this is a thriller. So we'll, we'll get to that. But I wanted to get sidetrack a little, or backtrack a little bit on something you said there. Are you actually a crime fiction fan? You read? Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 so absolutely. I mean, I mean, I am a huge. Um, like I consume everything. I think crime, you know, has a certain. It, it just has that thing to it. It's just the most satisfying, and 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 I think it goes back to story, and I think it goes back to. Um, you, you know, we're creatures that like to solve puzzles, right? On some on some evolutionary level. So, you know, going right back to say, you know, when I was growing up, you, you know, my my heroes were Sherlock Holmes and the Hardy Boys. Yeah, you, right. You, you, you know, I think I think Sherlock Holmes stands up a bit be bit better than the Hardy Boys. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crime has absolutely been an integral part of my life. And then, of course, the the Sherlock Holmes thing is interesting because so much of the appeal of me uh, medicine is is diagnosis right yes, which right. is effectively solving a crime like you, you, you yeah, know but someone gets sick you you know who the usual suspects are and you know you you look for the clues and you and you try and, you, you try and stop the serial killer b b before they kill your patient you know what about the medical thrillers then because as you point out there's a kind of i was i nearly said lurid i don't think i should say lurid but the, the um super action packed scary near horror kind of thriller that that's a medical thriller in a sense people like robin cook came up with these books in the 70s and then it led to films and that you ever interested in anything like that because as you point out that's not what you're writing um yeah i mean again i i, I think it comes back to like like you know i i've definitely read robin cook when i was younger and right, and, yeah. and and, and in, 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 enjoyed them immensely but i think you know partly it comes back to you know that my natural style isn't that you know yeah super right deadly serious thing and 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 that that's just not really a way that i can i i i i i, I can work you, you, so, so, so um what about the material then and, and bodies yeah so 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 so, so, so that was great again and, it's and incredibly dark isn't it 
it, it, it's very dark, you know, of course he was a doctor, it's very realistic. Yeah. And, and actually I think um, cardiac arrest, you, you know, his, his show before yeah, bodies right. is actually still one that like a lot of doctors of my generation, it's probably a reason, a big reason why they became doctors, yeah. you know, so, 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 so between cardiac arrest and ER starting a few years later. Um, and, and I think what was good about both those shows was, was the accuracy. So, you know, it's kind of, it is kind of hard for me to, um, you know, so, 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 sometimes you read a, you know, a medical thriller by, but, but, but by a non-medic and it's, you know, really immaculately researched. So, um, mm. uh, Jack Jordan has one out at the moment that's brilliant. Yes, right. It's, it's per perfectly researched, you know, flawless. Um, but of course, sometimes when, 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 when non-medical people write medical books, um, there's, you know, thing, things that they, they don't get right, you, you know, and I suppose it's a bit like, you, you know, I have, you know, one or two friends in the police and, uh, you know, they basically gravitate to the, you know, the crime books that are written by former policemen because right. they, they, they get it. And and as readers, they can spot the flaws that, you know, you or I might, mm -hmm. might not. Yeah. You know? yeah, I'm not really mine too much. I wondered about that, actually. When you mentioned Sherlock Holmes, I was thinking the um, movie, um, The Hound of the Baskervilles, there's a point there where Baskerville's having a heart attack. And Dr. Watson, who is a medical doctor, turns around and says, fetch the brandy. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, but you must come across some wicked stuff when it comes to films and that where they've got it absolutely wrong. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I mean, I mean, fetch the brandy, like, 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 why not? You know, it was pretty, it was probably as good as anything they had then. What, 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 what wasn't it? Um, uh, so, so sometimes it's also just it's not even you know like like in movies it's not necessarily the writing like. Mm. The, the, the writing they, they often take the time to get it right and they have medical advice and all the rest of it but then you know the actor will just put their stethoscope in the wrong way around right and yeah well, right you do anything like that like you know and that can take you out of it a bit but talking about the intent of the novel um because we did mention that there are these sensational thrillers one of the things that's really noticeable about your work and i think it, it maybe it makes it more literary but it certainly makes it a more interesting read overall at the end of the day, is that it's a very grounded story. So I assume that's the point. You wanted to put it in the real world so that, in effect, somebody could read this, and if we told them it was a true story, they could believe that. I, I, I absolutely. Like, like that's sort of verisimilitude, uh, I, th I, th I think, is really mm. important. It's something I'm always fighting in, in, in film, you know, you know, of course, because, you know, one of the problems with so many of the Hollywood films is you just say, well, that's ridiculous. That wouldn't happen. You know, so, 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 so trying to get that thing of, yes, I, I could imagine this happening, like to, at least to the point of, you know, a willing suspension of disbelief. Um, uh, I think with, with this one, one of the things that has helped is, of course, scattered throughout the the hospital narrative or, or the narrator's hospital narrative are, are these you know vignettes of of real life medical serial killers yes. and you you know one of the things that struck me in the research was there's just so many of them you know you know so, so, so in britain of course we're aware of you know harold shipman and then there's the horrific case going on at the moment with with the nurse lucy lepian that that yes, wasn't right. going on when i wrote the book of course but um i think that you know as as I guess it's like air crashes, like, like like as a proportion of you know total flights or total healthcare, it's a vanishingly small you know minority. Yeah, yes, bit, you know, realistically, we'll never be exposed to, um, and yet there's enough of them that you can see that you know there are you know 
many different reasons why people might do this. And I think, you know, what, what, one of the worst ones in the book for me was this, um, the one that took place in New Jersey at Riverdale in, in, in the 1970s, right, yes. where um, a hospital was going to expand. And one of the chief surgeons said, no, 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 don't expand. It's a bad idea. We're perfect as we are. And management overruled him and, you know, expanded the hospital. And then they hired all these new surgeons and the patients of the new surgeons started dying. Yeah. And it turned out this surgeon was just killing his colleagues' patients to kind of show that he had been right that they shouldn't expand, which is just mind-blowing, right? Yeah. Oh, it is, absolutely. They, they are mind-blowing examples. I think this is really interesting. You've you raised this point because what you've done is you've interspersed the narrative with these case studies and they run over 2,000 years. Um, I assume that one of the things you wanted to do was avoid the modern cases because of sensitivity. I mean, if we did do something like Beverly Allen, the point is there are victims out there still on now. You know, and a lot of your examples are drawn from around the world and in different places. You've just mentioned, I would have asked you one of your favorites, actually. Um, but what struck me about why you did this, or, or, or I'm, no, what I should ask is why you did this, but I think that what I got a sense of here was this is a slow burn story. And so we, we, it's in the background, in a sense, and we don't know that much about what might be going on, absolutely, until the end of the story. That's the whole point of it. But what you did get to do through these case studies was exp was put out all those reasons why people might be a medical person and a killer at the same time. So things like the God yeah. complex. I mean, was was that your intention? I suppose is what I'm asking. Long way. Uh, 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 absolutely, yeah. It's, it's sort of an exploration of motive, and and hopefully yes. then for that to feed into the feed into the narrative. So you know, you might read a vignette about you know there was a case in either Austria or Germany, I think it was Germany, with where, where three night shift nurses had actually teamed up to yes, form yeah. a kind of murder gang. And so, you know, then when you get back to the hospital narrative, you, you, you might start thinking, well, hang on, you know, I've been looking for a single killer. Is, is, there, is there actually more than one person doing this yes. in, 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 in this story? And, and, and hopefully, like, like it's sort of, you know, it's supposed to be quite soft and, and quite subtle, but, but I think that's the idea is to kind of just try and try and plot oh, yeah. a little bit put, that Just put mind. these ideas in your head because, as we said, yeah. one, one is God complex. Another one you mentioned was the guy who does it to prove he's right in the first place, you know, of all the crazy yeah. things. Yeah. But there's, there's greed and hatred. Yeah, and jealousy. There, there's this. Yeah, and there, there's the um uh the, the the one they call resuscitation ramble, which, which mm. is actually quite a common thing, which, which is a way to make yourself look good. Yes, that you you're the hero. patients, and then yeah, yeah, you rush in and save them, and of course, they're not always that good at saving them. Is is mm. part part of the problem there? Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was fascinating. And of course, there's another couple of cases. One is Burke and Hare, which is a famous one. Yeah. Uh, well, a famous one here, but uh, yeah. the point about it being that Burke and Hare were being paid. To provide bodies and of course they found the easiest way perhaps to provide bodies is to actually kill people in the first place and then they, you know you've got fresh meat as well um the actually, interesting yeah, thing, um, sorry go on no 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 you you, you go ahead sorry, i was going to say one of the interesting things about that is of course that when knox asked them to go and get bodies for medical research obviously he was expecting just dead people who died of natural causes um in the advancement of science but it winds up becoming this this terrible thing so I'm from Edinburgh. So, so, so that right, story yes, right. is uh, Birkenhead from Edinburgh. 
um, so, as is Arthur Conan Doyle, of course, actually. And, and yep. so um, that that story is it, it. It's really you know you know pardon the, the in, in my bones because frankly every every second year in primary school you you, you have to do a history project that invariably is on Burke and Hare. Um, and, and so since the um, I, I, I grew up with with that story and and right. you know driving past you know on, on in Princess Street you can see the. Um, uh, at, at the west end of Princess Street, if, if anyone's in Edinburgh, there's a, um, yeah, right. a church called St. John's. Yeah, and there's a kind it. of round, there's there's a round building just behind the church, which was the watchtower to, to, where they would right. keep a lookout for, 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 for the grave robbers because it was such a such, such a big industry. But absolutely, yeah, that's, right. you know, one, one of the versions where it's just, you know, purely, purely financial. And of course, you, you would hope that grave robbing isn't, isn't going on now you know there's definitely concerns about you know places where people may be getting organs from in in some parts of the world illicitly yeah for sure yeah no that but it it did it i thought it was great the way that it's actually provided all these motives that could then put you back into the narrative and keep you thinking about what was going on so and another thing I wonder, did you realize or, or have you been told sort of since by people that this was going to make people start thinking about their own health when they were reading the book and you're putting in symptoms out there and diseases? You know, was it uh, do you get people who say, oh, oh I started thinking about this? Interesting. So, 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 so I haven't had that. Actually, what I've had is people being in hospital for various reasons right. and, and, and and saying that they, you know, you know they were reading the book when they're in a the hospital and, and they had to stop, you know, and I said, well, of course, like, why, why on earth would you read this book in hospital? That's, yeah. you know, you know, that's <laughs> the worst idea ever. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so, 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 so that one happens, but no, I haven't, I haven't had, um, any anyone tell me that but the thing is that you know even as a even as a lapsed doctor um you are just permanently on call for everything you've ever met to to text you about (laughs) about that about that like like genuinely like every day i will have one or two um, (laughs) friends colleagues acquaintances asking me about you know some some symptom or other and of course almost invariably you, you know the answer is you know I can't rule anything out anything serious. You you should see your GP. You, you, right. You know, yeah. you know, and, and yet and yet they keep asking. You, you know, I've been telling them that for years, and they <laughs> they, 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 they keep asking. Sorry. Let's look at your Scottish narr- narrator then, because um, he gets us right inside the story. We're with him in this story, but he's not a very likable character. At least you know stories get nuanced, but at the start he's a bit weak. He lacks commitment, and that's in relationships as well as actually his work. Um, yeah. Of course, we know he's on his last chance because he did have this uh, drugs issue in the past. And, you know, that that leads him to why, why, why that character? I mean, how did he come to you? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I think, I think maybe this is part of the difference between, you know, you know this kind of book and, you know, what, what we might more term a classic medical thriller. Yes, right. Which, which, right. which the, the, the protagonist might be more sort of classically heroic. Mm. Um, I, I, I think there's two things. One is that, um, you know, Part of what I wanted to talk about with the book, you know, obviously the main thing is you want to entertain people. That's that's number yes, one. Right. But, you, you, you know, but beneath that, um, part of the conversation I kind of feel is often missing is, you know, of course, we're all, you know, grateful to our healthcare workers and, you know, we know they do an incredible job and, you know, particularly with COVID and all the rest of it. But I think what is often missing is, is the toll that the, the the job takes on people, not just yeah, in terms right. of, you know, hours worked or, or weekends lost and stuff, mm. but the mental health. You, yeah. you, you know, the doctors do have 
Yeah, you know, no, the absolute pressure, and you can get the sense of that the way you write about shifts, you know. And, and I mean, who in their right mind would actually want to be seen by a doctor who's just done 47 hours straight? You know, oh, oh ab, 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 only, ab, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But of course, we've been faced yeah. with that, and the doctors are doing that kind of work, or were doing that. Kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I just, I just saw yesterday a press story that the, the sort of the health regulator has said, look, this winter's so tough that. You know, we may not be able to supply our usual standard yeah, of care. Right. You, you know, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying, right? They're kind of getting their yeah. getting their excuses in early, but but also it's completely understandable because the the system is just you know so underfunded that um, there's there's not enough people willing willing to do the job anymore. So so yeah, in terms of the character, I kind of wanted to show someone that had been you know perhaps you know damaged by the system, but yes. yet was still you know trying to tr- tr- trying to work in it because of course. You know, I'm pretty lucky in that. You know, it turns out I have this other thing that I can do. Mm-hmm. But you know, a, a lot of people, you know, you know, what they're brilliant at is being a doctor. You, you know, so, so, so even if it damages your mental health or you, you know causes you an addiction or anything, it's not like there's a ton of other things that that, that you might necessarily feel you can comfortably. Com- no. and as you go, point go, out, there's this into. other thing about institutions around and secrecy. And all these issues, and it makes yeah. it very difficult to actually be open and honest about things like that, then, doesn't it? As well as problems on the ward and that sort of thing, you know, that we know. About. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, one of the analogies they've been using, like ever since I was at medical school, and you know, probably before that, is you know, with the um, with the airline industry, is mm. that you, you know, plane travelers is so safe, mainly because I mean, it's properly financed, but but also that anytime something goes wrong. They say, okay, what was the system's failure that allowed this to go wrong? What do we need to redesign in mm. in, in in the system, and you know, stop this ever happening? In medicine, traditionally, what what they've done is they've said, whose fault is this? Who can we blame this on? What, yeah. what, 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 and how can what, we move on it from do? it as quickly as possible? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, and and I think you know there is there is you know in fairness there is a huge growing awareness of all of this stuff and and that you know that culture isn't isn't the, the the right culture and there's been huge strides made in it but i think historically it still is a, a problem that you know there's so much um and partly i think because of the narrative of heroism that, that surrounds mm. it that for healthcare workers it's very difficult for yeah, them to say this mm. is too much for me or you know no i can't do that extra shift on friday because i've just mm. done 15 in a row you you know yeah yeah no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Because there is another aspect to the book, which is that it, it, there is Operation Nightingale. It is about, it's got police procedural elements in it. Um, we've got clues and red herrings. So it does function as a crime story straight. I think, we, I think we've indicated to people why it's more than that in a sense, but it does function yeah. that way too. Is that the way you envisaged the story originally? Was this always a crime? Yeah, it, it, the, the the genesis of of it was that you know I'd known for years that I wanted to write about medicine and I'd never known how to do it and mm-hmm. uh, and then when I had the idea of oh it's a crime novel that that was the thing that 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 was when I started writing and and, and that was what brought it into in, 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 into focus and kind of I suppose it's you know in some ways it, yes it, it's obviously a, a who done it but I think it's also you know as much of that like like a why done it right in in terms of yeah, that other absolutely. stuff and 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 and, and, and the vignettes and yeah and all absolutely. That. How how much could we describe it as a satire? I mean, one of the things that showed up for me, um, I know it's not a satire. We've obviously said yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about sure. a serious yeah, yeah. novel, but yeah. one of the things it showed up for me was uh, the press attitude. 
you know, the media. Yep. As soon as something happens, yep. the media jump on it. Of course, it all gets dramatic for them, and they come up with headlines and all sorts of things. Yeah, and it's stereotypical and at the same time so plausible of the way you know it really would happen. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 it, 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 it's a good point. I mean, I definitely um, because I think often satire takes away from groundedness, right? Like, yes, like right, satire yes. often occurs at the expense yeah. of groundedness. Yeah, so, you're so, right; so, it's so, the wrong word. I should, uh, yeah, but 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 I don't know that there is a better word. So so, 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 so maybe grounded satire is, is is. But again, it it comes back to the that there's not a good elevator pitch for this. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, I I think definitely that was. You, you know, for me, that that was a big part of it. And it's, it's sometimes that sometimes something that I do think is missing from, you know, some crime books is, is these horrific things happen. And you're like, well, you know, everyone would just be staying indoors at this point or, mm. you, you know, the whole of the world's media would be there because this is, you know, you know a serial killer in a quiet village in, yeah, in Scotland, right. you, you, you know, so, um, so, 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 so that was definitely part of it. And then, um, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I, I write for the papers sometimes, you know, so, so I'm a big fan of fan of the press. I've been on the other end of it, though, like, you know, mm. when my when we lost my brother. So, so him and his girlfriend right, were right. The, on, the only people, the only, well, at, but they weren't ultimately, but, but at, at the start, they were the only, they were thought to be the only Scottish people involved. Right. Um, so, of course, you know, you became they were the like, focus the, 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 yeah, and it was sort of like, you don't want to be part of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was kind of, and it was this thing of like every day there had to be this new right. story. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 and it kind of got to a certain point where, um, like, I was like, okay, well, there's no more story left, right? It's like January mm. the 3rd, and, and they've done all the stories. And then, on the next day, the headline on the paper was, you know, Scott's couple were like, you know, in Thailand to get engaged, and I was like, that's not right. true. Like, 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 I, my brother was, that's not true. And and I called up the journalist, and of course, it's oh, we we don't divulge our sources. But I was like, this this just yeah, isn't it's, it's true. Just the like, beast uh, feeding itself. So. Yeah, ab, 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 absolutely. So, and and you know, I think I think sometimes not, you know, not maliciously by any means, but as you say, just just that's how that system works. You, you, mm. you know. I assume as well that, and it's come out in what we've been saying, but also that you were you were keen to ex uh, to explore that situation for doctors, as you've said, but also the issues that come with that for the the struggles that are involved in the NHS and its staff. You know, some of the truths that we don't like to face. I mean, for instance, one of the things in the book is there's a line about hospitals are dangerous places, MRSA and uh, other things. They really are, you know. Um, but the issues at St Luke's. Uh, they gets to the heart of morality, you know, a lot of questions around morality about it, about loyalty, about whistleblowing. I'm assuming it really was important to you to get those across. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, like, I, I mean, I, I would definitely say that, you know, my experience of working in the NHS is, you know, everyone is striving to be as ethical and as good as they possibly right. can be. And, right. and they're all naturally, you know, kind of caring, good people. Mm. But yes, I think you you, 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 you you put them in a situation where, you know, there are sometimes impossible choices, you know, mm. so if you're, if you're, if you're leading the cardiac arrest team, and there's a cardiac arrest in A&E, and then there's another one on the ward at the same time, what you do you no, do? You, yeah, you, 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 you know, you know, yeah. Mm. 
it, 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 exactly. So, 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 so there are these sort of, and it's interesting. Like in in America, like hospitals seem to all employ this person called a medical ethicist. You, you, right. you know, who, who's the person that you kind of take your your philosophical. I mean, obviously, that's not you can't call them up in the middle of the cardiac arrest and say, "No, well, no, 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 I, go no, I to, know what you mean." Yeah. You, 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 the, the the person that you take questions of, you know, is it the right thing to prolong treatment with this person or, you, you, you know, whatever else. And we don't really have a have a culture of that. I mean, I guess we've seen there's been a couple of high profile cases lately, you know, specifically around that withdrawal of treatment. But that that's certainly the kind of, you know, issue that, that people do, you know, encounter every day. And I would say it's not, you know. I would say those issues are always approached from yeah. people trying to do the right thing, and, and just yeah, yeah right. as I said, the system sometimes can can, can lead to and different, you, different yeah, outcomes. No, absolutely. Were you aware? Because I think one of the things that, that makes this a, a stronger thriller, in a sense, is the tone of the novel, because it's a slow burn story, and you release information and, and truth very, very carefully, very, very slowly over time. So what actually kind of carries that is that there's this sense of foreboding. An expectation that grows within the story. Did that just come natural? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know. So, 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 my background is is as a screenwriter, and and I think yeah, that right. you know, so much of that job is about storytelling simply being, I, I, or, or primarily being a controlled release of information. Right. Um, but you know, like every every screenwriting manual will, you know, chapter three will be about foreshadowing, right? right. So, okay. so, 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 so definitely. <laughs> but I, I also think it's it's, it's part of you know we live in you know such a media saturated culture that it's it's quite rare for people to actually come to something completely cold right you know people reading this book have probably read about some of it they, they probably know that it's you know some kind of thriller so so, so, so they probably know something's gonna gonna happen and, and like with it, i think the title does a, a lot of heavy lifting for us there in terms yeah. of being quite 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 ominous and as we said bringing um, in but, motives from the case studies as well yeah but but it, it's a balance isn't it because i think you you know for, for it to work and be grounded you do need to spend some time you know setting up that world and definitely yes, you like do. you know you know I, th I think for the people that you know just really want a straight medical thriller with you know people being killed from page three like like that's the stuff that's harder is is like it taking you know taking a while to get to and hopefully when you get there you you, you look back and you see that things made sense and, and, yes. and, and things were interwoven but yeah no things um, do take uh, into place yeah for sure so what is it um is there a crossover then? Or, or no, of course there is a crossover. What kind of crossover then is there between the screenplay and the novel, which of course is a much longer piece of work for a start? Yeah. And, and less yeah. dialogue led, maybe. Yeah. So 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 it's it's really interesting. I think um uh as, as you say, in, in screenwriting they they love to say show don't tell. Yeah. Right. You, you know, you know, I think one of the one of the really one of the things I love about writing in the first person is, you, you know, you, you you can explain a character's thoughts. You you you, yeah. you, you can explain why they're doing yes. something, and you know, really take 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 the audience with them. Whereas, you know, in screenwriting, you you kind of don't have that luxury. Yeah, right. You, you know, I think I think that's often sometimes why you know you might see things. You know, and sometimes voiceover is brilliant, but you you you, you know, you in, can, in the yeah, worst that, person, that gets overdone very quickly, doesn't it, voiceover? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I think, um, I think, yeah, I, I, I've heard it said that, like, you know, novel writing is about what you put in, and screenwriting is about what you leave out, and and mm. I, I think that's quite a quite 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 a smart way of of of, of putting it. We're sort of I've sort of have this question at the moment as to whether you know because we're talking about a screen adaptation. Sometimes people die, of course, and yes. you know, there's a question of whether 
you know, whether it would be a better film or a better TV show, you know, right. and, 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 and there's kind of arguments for both, you know, because I think, mm. you know, with, um, you know, you know, a, a whodunit to a certain extent, it's quite nice for a film, you know, to sit down and know that at the end of it, yeah, you, right. you're going to know. Um, but then with a TV show, you know, you'd have that, you'd have that. You can explore canvas, the issues but, in the book. And yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Is it, is it in a sense subject that suggests genre? I'm getting at that because obviously you've written a memoir, you've written a novel, futuristic novel, you've written this one, which is a crime novel. I'm, I'm assuming you don't feel bound really to a genre in a sense. But, you know, because I could consume everything, I always, and it, it's funny actually over here in, in Los Angeles because the studios historically are all set up that like the comedy department is different from the drama department. All right. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, 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 so every meeting you go to, they go, Let, let's, you know, let's get it straight. Are you, are you comedy or drama? <laughs> And you go well. Well, aren't they the same thing? You, you, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, and 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 I think um, my life would certainly be a lot simpler if if I just you, you know stuck with stuck with one genre. Um, but I, I I think um I think yeah naturally uh it, it is sort of the I, I think you're right that 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 kind of form or form dictates function or function function mm. dictates form. So 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 that. Because with this one, it was actually yes. Oh, this is going to be a thriller. That's the way yeah. I can tell a, a a story here. And with with the other one, it was you know I want to you know talk about emotions and screenwriting. Yes. You know, I guess this is a you know a, 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 a sci-fi comedy. I mean, it, it definitely you know dry drives you know agents and publishers nuts because you know you know they spend all this time kind of probably true they probably do want to pigeonhole you much more than that don't you they'd like it if you'd set out with one clear thing that they could say simon is this simon does this absolutely and 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 there's a few sort of you know so like people i really admire like sort of say like like so so kate atkinson right right yes you know has her her case histories books which are you know kind of her her you know elevated genre but kind of you know genre crime and then you know gets to just kind of dot around and and do you know kind of whatever she wants and 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 you know that there's a brand that the brand is kind of literary and quality Mm. and character and funny but everyone's uh yeah yeah each but they're one totally is kind different of a surprise. Novels. yeah they, they yeah, yeah. So, so 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 i think that would be you, you know that would be the kind of dream uh for me but of course you know she's one of the best writers in the world so you know that's a that's a big ambition next uh, next year yeah <laughs> right. a couple of small questions just to finish yeah. off one is when well, small questions i don't know if she put it that way um you live in the murder house i believe yes uh, uh, absolutely so, so so if if any of your listeners have been to um uh, Los Angeles. They may well have been to Beachwood Canyon because it's the one that it's the one that leads up to the Hollywood sign. Yeah, possibly glamorous, but in fact, uh, the the sort of what they say is that there's a shop halfway up the hill, and uh, once you've um, they say that you've made it once you live above the shop and, and higher up the oh, shop. Oh right, yeah, 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 right. And I, I live like like a third of the way to the shop. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I live a third of the shop in a rented house. So, so you, you know, we definitely still have. So, if we talk still, in the future still, still, and you've have, moved up the hill, I know what's going on. You, you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, either that or the, or the climate emergency has crashed the Los Angeles rent prices, is probably just as likely. Um, but um, uh, so, 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 yes. Yeah, so, 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 I'd lived in this house. It's a kind of like 1920s bungalow. It's slightly sort right. of falling down, but it's very charming. Um, and 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 uh, so, so I've lived here for a while. And when I'd lived here for about six months, um, I was outside talking to my neighbor who lives across the street. And this other kind of neighbor came past, and 
neighbor one kind of introduced us and neighbor two said, oh, so you live in the murder house. <laughs> and, 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 and I didn't know, absolutely do not. And neighbor one, of course, said to me, oh, I'm really sorry, we just didn't want to scare you. So, of course, I, 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 I came in and like frantically Googled. And, and yeah, there was, um, so, so, so in kind of the golden age of Hollywood, there was a sort right. of um, notorious kind of love triangle murder that took place here where there was a sort of, uh, an act, a theatre actress, and her vaudeville star husband lived here, and her her lover, who was kind of an up and coming actor, came by one day and essentially beat the vaudeville actor to death in my in, in oh, my right. living room just behind me, um, and uh, there, it was a sort of you know huge trial, and it was you know all, all over the press from coast to coast and internationally as well, and kind of kind of the ironic bits or the funny bits of it are that. Um, that they they were both found guilty like like he was it was manslaughter because actually the guy kind of fell and hit his head was was supposed to be the the thing that actually killed him and then um the uh and and but she was an accessory she she tried to cut, cover up but they they were less punitive then because they both only went to jail for like two or three years and then really? when they came yeah and then when they came out like she wrote a play about her um, her experiences in prison, uh, which which was called um, uh, "Women They Talk About," and and they made a movie of it in in like a year later with Barbara Stanwyck, and it was a, a big hit, hit hit movie. And then right. he and and he's the even more interesting one that he actually very quickly cornered the market in tough guy and murderer roles, and 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 basically became became celebrated for like, and he even played the warden of San Quentin Prison where where, where he was, and uh, he he actually won a Tony Award late later in life. So, you know, we talk about Will Smith being run out of town for. I know uh, when, you know, when they say only in Hollywood, this is an absolutely yeah. perfect example, isn't it? It, it, I mean, it's it, it's com- completely insane, you, you, you know, and, and, and then and also the thing that like it's just so common that everyone's forgotten about it. Like, like, like people I, I know here that I tell them no, no one's heard of it. And, and very occasionally what happens is uh, people who are like, you know, old Hollywood buffs. You know, right. when I first moved in, I would see people like sometimes like coming, taking yeah, a picture of the house. And the house. one time. Yeah. And one time there was a French woman in, in a, in a Charles Manson t-shirt in the garden taking pictures. <laughs> and, and I just thought they were just lost tourists, you know, cause, uh, cause it's, you know, that sort of thing happens around here, but, um, but, but yeah, a, a, a golden age murder. Um, yeah. That's something else. I, th- I noticed something actually just this afternoon, I was looking at um, between the covers, this show on BBC two with Sarah Cox and you're on it. Because I should say, as we speak, it hasn't been broadcast yet. But as this is released, it certainly will be out. I, I, I am, yeah. So, 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 so it's it, it's next week, and it's it's. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I was in London uh, in in September, and, and and I filmed my little bit, which is just a kind of right. you know you know sort of intro to the book. Yes, right. And then uh, they have some they have some brilliant people that that are going to be. It's kind of as people probably know, the show is kind of like a like 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 a book club, and so so they've got yeah. some. Uh, you, you know, like Harold Murray and Sophie Rayworth and the actor Patterson Joseph and uh, um, uh, Jenny Eclair, the, the, the comedian. So, so it's it's kind of like my my dream book group, and I, I yeah, I hope they liked it. You know, because of course you, 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 you don't, don't know, know that. Yeah, yeah. Lot, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I doubt they'd be too mean about it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I hope they I hope they liked it. No, it's nice, and it's always good. An author who's not, you know. Ian Rankin or whatever can actually get on the telly and can yep. be seen and people can have a chance to make their own minds up about it. So and people should check it out because it is on the iPlayer now. Yeah, yeah, um, what are you working on next then? Uh, so, so, so this, I mean, I mean, this goes back to, to, to your previous question about 
different genres and yeah yeah so um yeah i think this is one of the challenges of, of working in different genres is right. you, you know if, if i knew which genre i consistently worked and it'd be a lot easier to work out what, what the next <laughs> book is um i mean this has been such a joy writing this crime book and uh, right. people like yourself and um uh, i i definitely do want to write more crime um right. whether yeah, that's exactly the next one i'm, I'm not certain I, I kind of um when my last book came out, I'd, I'd set myself this challenge that by the time this book came out, I would, you know, have the net, the third book or the fourth book completely ready to go because right. it was, uh, you know, this thing happens where where you do all this lovely promotion and then suddenly you're sort of like, well, what do I do now? I'm, 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 so, um, of course, I, I've done nothing whatsoever about the right. book. In fact, so, so 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 I am now sitting here with a with with, with a blank piece of paper in, in in front of me again. I do have, I mean, okay. in truth, things um. Things gestate for me for a really long time, so mm. you, you know I've got a few ideas that have been you know gestating in the back of my head for years, so and then it'll be it'll be one of those. But um, as as to which, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're guessing. We don't know what genre mind. it is, but it is a mystery at the moment, at least. It is a mystery. It's a mystery, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> How about a recommendation? Yeah, so 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 so, so I, I thought long and hard about this because reading a book's an investment, isn't it? It takes up people's yes, money and time, and 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 and, and so you, you know, I actually went back to something that I reread last year because, um, and and partly this this was provoked by I saw a tweet the other day where someone said that you know this writer's books had kind of vanished from from the bookstores that they used to right. be you know in every bookstore and, and now um so, so so the writer is the scottish writer ian banks um uh-huh. who uh also writes uh you, you know he for, for, for people who don't know him he, he kind of had two he had two genres he he, he had his sort of uh science fiction books right, which right, he yeah. published as ian, ian, ian banks. banks and then he had yeah and then he had his literary or you know other books which he published as ian banks and a book that was just a a tremendous influence on me and and, and is kind of it, it's it's i think sometimes people die has an echo of it in in terms of it's a sort of it's it's a kind of crime thriller that is something else like the protagonist isn't a policeman and and and, yeah, and, right. and so the, the book the, the book is the crow road but by, by, by ian banks and it's a um you know it's it, it's a relatively short novel but it's it's wonderful. It, it's a sort of family story, family saga. It's narrated by a young man called Prentice McCohen, who um, uh, is investigating the disappearance of of his uncle yes, Rory right. some so, 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 some years ago. And you know, it's just it's got all the good stuff in it. You know, it's got secrets. It's got great characters. It's it's well plotted and it's funny. It's it's hilariously funny as well. So 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 so, so, so if anyone isn't uh, familiar with it, I would recommend uh, the Crow Road. And and in fact, also, but read it first. But once you've read it, if you can track down the BBC TV adaptation of it that aired yes. in 1996, um, for single one hours, and it's one of the best things I've ever seen on television. Um, really wonderful. Yeah, I, I remember both of them. Um, obviously, the novel first. It, I would remember actually as a teenager. It's a beautiful book to read as a teenager. The Wasp Factory, his first yeah, novel, absolutely. because it's such yeah. a subversive yeah. read and great yeah, for a teenager to get their teeth into. So. Yeah, no, I can, absolutely. Like so dark. Yeah. Funny enough, I saw that when you said about on social media, Twitter. It was Liam McElvin who, who ah, actually. Oh, interesting, was it? Right. He, okay, he's the yeah, one who started perfect, yeah. asking questions about uh, whether we remembered. I, I think that's who I saw. Anyway, 
I, I, I think you're right. I, I, I follow him. So, 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 so it probably was him. And, and, you know, it's right. Like, like I was thinking I haven't, you know, cause they used to be, you know, they, they had those distinctive white and black covers and, yes. you know, for a certain period, every Waterstones front of shop yeah. table, you know, had at least one or two of them on it. And um, I think there's probably a whole generation of people that, you know, aren't familiar with him. And there's also probably a whole lot of people that, you know, missed him first time around. So, uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I definitely will. I'll put it on the program notes anyway to make sure people can catch up with that. Simon, I've really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. I've had a great time. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Big thank you to Simon Stevenson for a cracking interview there. If you're interested in buying Sometimes People Die, and I'd recommend it, you can get it from all good bookshops and book outlets. You can also get it from us by clicking the link on the program page and that'll take you to bookshop.org and you can get it there. And don't forget the episode of Between the Covers featuring Simon's book. If you've enjoyed the interview, please rate and subscribe with your favourite podcast provider. I'll be back with another interview very shortly. But for now, bye and thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 